Hello, and welcome to another Monday night therapy session with, it's usually John and Todd, but Todd is not with me tonight. The last I heard about Todd was that he was somewhere in Iowa trying to drive around in a horrible, horrible storm. We're on bad roads. Uh, he said the interstate was like bumper cars, which is what it was like when I came down to where I'm at now, which is my hometown of Curtis, Nebraska. In somebody's house who was kind enough to actually let me use their internet, um, which I, you know, I wouldn't have trusted me. And I do have, just so you can see him, I do have a different dog with me tonight. And I'm, I'm not home, but this dog really wants to play a lot. And it's very excited to be with us. All right. I see I have a number of you. Uh, I've been wildly out of touch because I came to Curtis, Nebraska for a family reunion. And uh, if you've ever wondered what John's family might be like, well, it's like six people with very, they're pretty smart, very strong opinions. And every once in a while, it's like all of us fight to see who can be the most full of shit. And I'd like to say that I usually win those things, but every once in a while, I have to get up and give it up to my brother and my sisters. <laughs> So, give me some comments. I have been out of touch. I have been following recruiting. Uh, I know that Matt Rule is picking up recruits left and right. I know that uh, we now have 19 recruits in the 2023 class. We are climbing up the charts in terms of rankings. We picked up a quarterback from Georgia Tech out of the transfer portal and Jeff Sims. Uh, just tonight, we picked up another offensive lineman, a Nebraska guy, Mason Goldman. We picked up a four-star defensive end recruit, I think out of Texas, Princewell, some guy's name I can't pronounce, and I'll have to have actually more. I'll have to spend time looking at the names. And then uh, another recruit, another offensive lineman recruit out of uh, the Dakotas with another name that I am having and you know I'm having problems having problems so how are you I, I really here's the thing I thought about not doing this show and then I thought well it's the last show before Christmas and I did want to come on here at least if nothing else to thank you guys for supporting the YouTube channel supporting the website supporting everything we're doing and say Merry Christmas to everybody uh, I didn't get the chance to watch Nebraska play Kansas State, and I know that uh, we, you know, Kansas State is pretty good. Last I checked, they were number 36 in the NET standings, which is the kind of the, you know, NET standings are like an RPI standing for basketball, and they're they're quite a ways up there. I think they're 10 and one now, so I really wouldn't feel that horrible about that that loss. And guess what? I have uh, I have another guy joining us. Well, yeah. Where are no, you at? I am icebound out Adel, Iowa. Are you in a ditch? No, not in a ditch. Um, are you at a rest area? No, I'm not at a rest area. Um, we uh, made it to my uh, my brother-in-law's place. If I move this way, unfortunately, I'm in enemy territory. You're at an Iowa State House. I'm at Iowa State House. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Well, 
Yeah, both of us, both of us ended up getting stuck in central Iowa. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. Some people know I drove down here a few days ago and I had to stop in Ankeny, Iowa. Uh, I had intended to make it to Lincoln, but uh, the ice was and the wind were so bad I had to stop. I stopped texting my wife five wrecks in because I thought uh, she would get very upset and nervous about me driving anyway. But uh, I'm going to go. I was planning on staying here until Thursday, but I'm going to head back to Minnesota tomorrow morning because it looks like a hell of a cold front's coming through and everything's going to – it's going to be bad and it's going to be difficult to get back home. Yeah, I was really uh, hopeful we'd get there tonight because I know what's headed our way. So we're going to get up early in the morning and hope the trucks have been out and we've got a little safer, safer roads to be on. It just – on the interstates with the trucks flying and, and just – other you know cars sliding it just it just was not the place to be so what have you have you been paying attention to nebraska sports over the last few days absolutely it sounds like uh, matt rule has a bunch of players coming in and um you know it seems like you know each day there's more and more uh what did i just think an offensive line just committed here within the last hour or so um yeah exciting times you know? um probably not going to push them you know as high up in the ranking I did see something that you know according to adjusted rating or something like that nebraska's fifth in the big 10 right now with their recruiting class so um that's really? improving yeah yeah okay I saw okay is that fifth in the big 10 including the transfer portal guy from georgia tech couldn't tell you. I don't know. I, it said adjusted ratings, whatever the hell that means. I'm not a recruit, I, Nick. <laughs> You're not supposed to admit that. We're supposed to be experts. Oh, we're supposed to be experts? Well, yeah. Okay. Then um, I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. So. <laughs> okay. Have you watched any film? You know, I am in Iowa. When in Iowa. You have your bush light. When in Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> have you watched have you watched anything on our recruits? Have I watched anything, Roots? No, but yeah, I've every article like I've read every article published on Corn Nation about our recruits. Okay, so what is there anything that stands out to you? Anything that impresses you? Yeah. Yeah, I like the quarterback from Georgia Tech, and it sounds like they're even going to have a chance to get that. And I just saw that Sipple claims that Casey Thompson's going to be back. So now we've got 14, 14 <laughs> scholarship quarterbacks, and we have – Are we? do we have nine, ten? I think, I, I think we do. I, well, offensive linemen, I think uh, – Okay, earlier today we had a guy from North Dakota, I think it was, Pierre. Where's Pierre? South Dakota? Pierre, that's South Dakota. Okay, he committed and he was Capital. our fourth offensive lineman in the class. So Mason Goldman tonight makes the fifth offensive lineman in the class. Uh, so five offensive linemen with Jeff Sims coming in. It co my God, that wasn't even English. With Jeff Sims coming in, we'd have what? I think six scholarship quarterbacks. So you got to believe that, like somebody like, I mean Heinrich Hargerberg has got to go somewhere probably, and Logan Smothers you'd think would transfer somewhere. Casey Thompson, like you mentioned, is going to come back, but he's not going to be available in the spring, right? Because he's right. having surgery. 
So you have Jeff Sims to come in and learn what's going on with this new offense in the spring. Um, I don't know. I guess what stands out to me about this recruiting class so far, and I don't want I don't want to pee on the parade so much, but I'll say this. And I don't want to. We're not. We don't get. We're not getting four or five star offensive linemen. We're getting, I, I would call them low-hanging fruit. They're, he's picking up Nebraska guys. I think that's a good thing. He's picking up guys in the area. Uh, you know, the whole key to this is, you know, we're going to do development and we're going to do stuff like that, which I don't have a problem with. But I think it's just the, the whole, I put it this way, I'd rather we were getting four-star offensive linemen. Well, sure than a you guy would. that was going to go to the FCS. But – he is filling out the class with guys that he think he, he can develop. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll stop shaking. The problem is I don't have my desk, and I'm not sitting at a desk. So thanks for that comment, Husker JPG. I'll, I'll stop. I'll try to stop moving around so much. But it's hard for me because well, I'm kind of – Everybody a, would like to have four- and five-star recruits. But in the situation that Matt Rule faces right now, I'm not sure he can win that battle. And – you know, he, he is looking for the best athletes that he can find um, that have some, you know, football knowledge, but more or less, more, but more so have football passion. And, you know, especially when you're talking about linemen, um, you know, he's, he's looking for people that he can grow and develop as players. What, is, what does impress me is he's also looking for speed. And he's bringing in yeah. guys – some of them didn't even have a rating when he was recruiting them. But if, um, you know, he's, he's trying to get them to come to Nebraska and teach them how to, how to be receivers or defensive backs or whatever. And, you know, that, that formula worked down at Baylor. And, you know, I kind of, it, it struck me when I was thinking about this the other day that, you know, two of the recruits are also uh, were recruited by the track team and, you know, are going to run track and play football in Nebraska. And I thought, Man, there was a period of time at Baylor when you know their 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 sprint teams in track and field were just phenomenal. And um, who knows what's going to happen with that? I don't know if there's a correlation to when you know if that was the case when Rule was there. But um, I I think right now there's it shows that there's a method. It shows that he knows what he's looking for. He has a plan. Uh, that he's executing in terms of bringing players in. Also, he is making connections throughout the state of Nebraska, which in the long quite well, I think. Wow, you were doing so well at that. Keep going. Keep going? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, have you looked at – you look across the recruiting class. Uh, we're two days away from signing day. It, we picked up some key, I think, you know, defensive secondary recruits. They're sincere. Safella, uh, the, who did we get? Ramir Stewart was the other one, the safety out of Philadelphia. Uh, so we get, picked up some people in the defensive secondary where I think we need some help because we're losing some guys. Dwight Boodle from Miami. Uh, I believe he's DiCaprio Boodle's cousin, stayed with us through the recruiting process. So, you know, you've got you've got secondary guys come in. You've got offensive tackles come in. 
uh, I looked at what was the kid's name? Quentin Ives, the athlete that's six foot three, 185 pound guy from New Jersey. That's the running back recruit. Um, did I, I think I talked about him before, didn't I? Well, yeah, and and they're still in. They're still in on Malachi Coleman. You know, they still have some potential there. They still have potential for the offensive lineman from Rhode Island. You know, that's possible. Um, it's still possible they might uh, be able to flip the kid from uh, Lincoln High that committed to Iowa State. Um, you know, so there's at least they're in the ball game. You know, for some of those guys and. Um, you know, if they can pull a few of them and then get to work on the portal, you know, in a while. Um, and then, you know, the second signing period, try to fill some holes that they weren't able to fill now. Oh, I, you know what? I'm going to take a comment from somebody. I pinned one of these. Highlander Gun says, what would you guys consider a good recruiting class? Top 10, top 20. I'll let you go with that first. I'd say if he's in the top 40 this year. Really? You know, you're not going to be top 10, top 20 with a whole bunch right. of two stars and three stars. You're not going to. And if if he can – I'm not – I don't care where he's at this year. I'm going to be a lot more inter interested in where his recruiting class is next year. You bring in – someone to Nebraska following, um, you know, the recruiting efforts that were led by Scott Frost. Um, if they're in the top 30, I'll take top 30. Top 30 is fine. Um, I think when we looked at one point in time, they were 58th or maybe even lower than that out of 60 some odd power five schools before he got to work. So, you know, already they're moving up and, um, you know, next year, if they're top 25, that's fine. Top 20, that would be gravy, you know. Um, but let's – I'm not writing – I'm not writing next year off. Um, but but the fact remains that um, he's bringing in players that he's identifying that he believes are going to work within his systems. And, um, folks – we hired a coach because we want someone that can develop players and instant gratification doesn't ally with developmental program. Realize that, get used to it. So have your expectations for next year changed? Did I express my expectations for next year already? <laughs> I don't know. I thought I'd ask. My expectations. You're a little exhausted from driving on the ice. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get you when you're 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 weak and pathetic. My expectations for next year is that we're better than we were this year, and okay. I want a football team that plays mentally sound. That's what I've been begging for for 15 years. Fundamentally sound, play hard shows improvement. Once that's the team that I want. I refuse to put expectations in terms of number of wins that are going to make me happy. Um, I'll be happy if that team can go out there and compete week in and week out and win some football games. That's what's going to make me happy. Okay. That's, what about Rayola thoughts on him from Max, Max Godfrey you know, says, 
What about Rayola? Thoughts on him? And I assume he means Dylan Rayola, the quarterback recruit. Nope, oh, you're pretty choppy. We might have um, lost Todd. Oh, there he is. I know that many, 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 many. Huh? Am I here? <laughs> Am I? You you were pretty choppy there for a bit. So, what about what do you what do you know about Rayola? I know that. Okay, Todd. Tens, bad. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Tens of millions of Nebraska fans are getting a little chubba thinking that he's coming to Nebraska because he decommitted from Ohio State. I hope, I hope that he does come to Nebraska. But he's also recruited very heavily by some other big-time schools, Georgia, USC, to name a couple of them. And, you know, this is a kid that has an opportunity. Um, you know, obviously to, to pick where he wants to go. And I hope it is Nebraska. I really do. But then you kind of wonder, you know, he's a, he's a pocket quarterback you know, on his roster. So who knows? I It would be great if Royola came here. I'd love it. Uh, geez, don't think it's automatic because there's other schools that are going to that are pursuing him really, really hard. Okay, our regular, our regular Blaine Cole from Japan says, what type of offense do you see Rule installing? Have you read, any, have you read much about this? Yep. Basically, Marcus Satterfield. What 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 is the answer, Todd? They're going to run the football, and they're going to they're going to throw the football. They're going to pound the football, but they're also going to look to strike downfield, vertical passing game, very physical uh, offensive line. Um, you know, they'll throw for a touchdown, but if they get it inside the red zone, their goal is run it down your throat in the red zone and, and punish you in the red zone. So I think run the damn ball guy is going to be happy, but there's also going to be – it's going to be a multiple kind of offense, the way it sounds to me. Don't think we're going to see fullback. Roger Moore says he could ride share with his uncle. This is a good point, and I hope that Dylan is, uh, takes that into account. Uh, it, I – Wise Pine One says, "I give Dylan a fifty percent chance to come. I think that's a little high. I'd probably put it. How about five to ten percent chance he comes to Nebraska? Oh, maybe twenty. I'm guessing that. Okay, twenty. You're going with twenty. Uh, I set my expectations lower. I'm guessing the nil stuff falls in here, and him, him looking around and asking, you know, how much can I actually make off this deal? And you know, we are competing with Georgia and Ohio State, so." That, that, I don't know. I think that complicates things. Uh, Trent, uh, Roger, well, the comments go by. Uh, come on. I missed one I wanted. Okay, Roger Moore again. Looks like we're getting a good kicker. We did get the five-star Tristan Alvano to commit, which, you know, 
I guess that's a sign why we lost, what was it, three or four kickers to the transfer portal? I, I guess they saw what was coming and expect him to be really, I don't know, I guess five-star kicker, that's pretty rare. Five stars are rare as they are, and then you got a five-star kicker, so that's even bizarre. That's like uh, unicorn-type stuff. Uh, well, more importantly, he's he's a Nebraska kid, and they're keeping right. a good Nebraska kid at home. I'll do it, says, doesn't it come down to the paycheck the boosters can put together? Get Larry the cable guy on the line. Well, the fact is, is we do have the 1890 Collective that's largely, I think, funded by the Peed family, family who runs Sandhills Publishing. Um, I don't think it all comes down to money, but I, it certainly has a lot to do with it. And I, you know... Last over the last couple of years, we've heard these overblown, uh, you know, nil things where people were supposed to get million dollar contracts for this or million dollar contracts for that. And I don't know if that is the case. I think you saw earlier this week where what was it? Colorado had some. Um, what was it? A photo of two guys with a Lamborghini and Louis Vuitton purses or some damn thing. Did you see that? Louis Vuitton bags, purses. Yeah, yeah. What, it, yeah. Did you think? Do you think? Do you think that's going to work for Dion? Probably lost Todd again. We're trying to make this show up on the run because we're both in bad places. Or I, you know, I, I shouldn't say that to my host. It's not a bad place. It's just kind of like on the fly, and it's, it's not my regular place. Uh, yeah, Vanessa Wyatt. Vanessa Wyatt chimes in and says, "I want an LV bag. Um, I have no idea how much those cost or what. What uh, you know, Vanessa? What does a Louis Vuitton go to bag Colorado? Cost? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got. Let's see. Oh boy." I'm trying to get back in place here. I have a dog in the background that keeps shaking a toy at me, wanting to play with me. David Matney, one of the regulars, is here. If Rule is keeping Raiola as a O-line coach, why did we not see significant improvement in our offensive line if his, player, if his focus is player development? Well, I think that's one thing we're supposed to kind of ignore and expect to get better, and we just kind of look at and go – we hope this that Matt Rule saw something in, uh, I think it's Donovan Raiola. There's too many Raiolas as the offensive line coach. And just, I guess, look ahead and kind of go, okay, somebody is going to develop our offensive line and teach our offensive line how to actually play offensive line. And, and things will be fine. Stop asking these tough kind of questions, David. Okay. You got any opinions on that, Todd? Yes, he has opinions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's choppy again. Oh, I don't know if I lost him or not. Like Can I you said, hear me now, John, or am I gone? 
I uh, you come in and out. Okay, I'm going to take this one. Wise pin. Dylan hated Frost is the rumor, so Donovan was able to pitch rule with them. Still on staff so he can get him. And, well, he did have insider info as Dylan did leave Ohio State. Yeah, but I, I, so I don't know if, uh, you know, Dylan leaving Ohio State is a sign that he's going to come to Nebraska automatically. It's more a sign that uh, somebody else is probably throwing more money at him. And, and uh, that's why Dylan is out of Ohio State. Oh, boy. Honest opinion from this guy. Fongway says, what's your honest opinion? Come to game day. Would we want to switch rosters with prime time? Yes. <sighs> so Fongway well then says, what's your honest opinion? Come game day, would we want to switch rosters with prime time? My answer is no. I think that, I mean, come game day, we're going to, not even come game day, I think we're going to see in the spring how, how many people uh, Primetime or Dion has in Colorado in terms of making up a full roster. I mean, I don't I, – I don't – he's flashy. That's nice. But is he actually going to be able to build a team? And honestly, I, I think it's weird that he's kind of moved into our heads a little bit. And I'll be on – I'll ask you guys as commenters – why is Deion Sanders in our heads a little bit? Just because we're going to play a game against Colorado and we hate them at the beginning of the season? Because um, I really think the whole Deion Sanders Colorado thing is, I don't want to say it's insignificant, but it's not really that big a story to me. Except John, that some people apparently hang on to Deion and wonder why he didn't come to Nebraska. I think some of those people are still out there. Yes, Todd. Did you hear me? Yeah, I I didn't wow. hear you talking. How now? Yeah. Well, let me say something. With Donovan Rayola, there's there's no other position group where repetition, consistency, and working together is more important than the offensive line. And keeping apparently Matt Rule thinks Donovan Rayola, Donovan Rayola is a solid coach. If he wasn't a solid coach, I guarantee you Matt Rule would not have kept him. And I think that they're looking at the fact that, okay, there's going to be some carryover, working with these guys, another year of experience, and having the input from Matt Rule, you know, with what's going on at out offensive line. Um, I think viewed that as – a better option than bringing in another offensive line coach who's going to teach these guys new new uh, tech, new drills and all that kind of stuff for the third time in three years. And so, you know, like I said, the offensive line, Nebraska was as good as they were for so many years because they had Tenaper and Young there, and it was the same thing year after year after year. And those offensive Offensive lineman didn't see the field until year three or year four. With a think how long that that would take to develop those skills and those techniques that they need to succeed. I'm not going to bash Rayola at this point in time. 
Okay, I, we have some Deion De- Sanders uh, comments coming in. Uh, Deion Sanders, Sanders says, is going to make a big splash at Colorado. Big splash. He already has. But that's what Deion Sanders does. We'll see if he can put together a cohesive team, you know, by the second game of the season next year. That's all that matters to me. I could give a rat's ass what happens to him after we play him and kick their ass. Do you think we're going to kick their ass? Yes. That's because I have expectations. <laughs> contrary, okay. Tyler, to, contrary to you and other other members of our community. Wait a minute. You just said not 10 minutes ago you didn't have any expectations. I said I wasn't going to put a number on how, how many wins. Oh, okay. All right. But you have expectations. Damn right. I expect them to win every game when they go okay. out there. I did Okay, this Tyler year. O'Connor says Tyler O'Connor says, can Dion's kid translate to the power five level? Uh, there's that comment, but uh, I'll do it shows up with, yeah, his kid will not translate. He's putting himself in a bad situation. He's not going to bench his son. There is that thing. And that is honestly, I think that, uh, you know, that is a, that is a very valid comment. Uh, regular James Marshall says. doing at Colorado. Did you steal James Marshall's comment about about James Marshall says it's because Dion is a bigger splash than Rule. However, a giant turd can make quite a splash. So that comment stands on its own. I don't think we have to say anything besides that, and I'll I'll kind of agree with that. Uh, let's see. Somebody asked, "What do you think about the?" Magic Shack, I don't know how to pronounce that kid's name. Pickup, have you seen his film? Rayola Pickup, we shall see. Lonnie Kendallman, thanks for the comment. I, you know, again, what was that kid, Magic Shack? He was like six foot four, three hundred twenty pounds as a lineman coming out of high school. So, I mean, that's a frame you pretty much can work with and do a lot with. So, no, I did not see any film on him. Uh, but it, it, I think that was the guy also that his recruiting was. He was a defensive lineman recruit that's coming in as an offensive lineman. I mean, more of the film was a defensive lineman film, and he can play either side, but they're going to move him into offensive line first because they probably need more help there. It sounds um, like it sounds like Rayola has been hot on him, but Frost was not, you know, back when they were initially looking at him. Okay. So what else do we know about Nebraska sports this week, Todd? Kansas State kind of killed us in basketball. Women are still playing decent. And the men will play decent, too. The women beat the hell out of Wyoming, I believe, right? Yeah. Wrestling had a nice win last night against South Dakota State. And did you watch the volleyball national title game? I watched a little bit of it, not a whole lot. I watched some of game one, some of game four. I think, what did you think? Um, What did I think? I think I wish Louisville would have won. Um, I think it's interesting that the coach from Texas was able to bring 11 new players 
together and uh, form a national championship team in one season. That's impressive. But he also cherry-picked a lot of outstanding players. I mean, he had a lot – he had a lot of talent that other people developed. So those of you that are anti-portal, there might be the best example that uh, you can find where, um, you know, the portal was the difference because Texas didn't have squat coming back. I mean, this would have been an ugly year for Texas if they had not dug deep into the portal and pulled all of those players out of, you know, wherever they got them to from Nebraska. Um, you know, and, I guess I'm old school enough and I'm a grouchy son of a bitch. Um, you know, if, if Nebraska athletes want to go someplace else and play, that's fine. That's their choice. But I am not going to say good luck, you bastard. If you're going to leave Nebraska <laughs> and go play someplace else, well, the hell with you. And um, that's what I think as far as Okana and, and Kaffee are concerned. You know, I liked you when you were at Nebraska, but hell with you down at Texas. <laughs> I guess that's about as blunt as it gets. I thought it was a shame Louisville got swept. And it really, you know, that was uh, – I was I was looking forward to a really good national title game in it. Um, I think you saw a team that – a coach that had had his team there before and a coach that is just starting to get her team going. Oh, I think so she's going to have good teams for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, okay. the, the team that I Go enjoyed ahead. watching, I loved watching San Diego play. I thought they were an exciting team to to watch, but, you know. Tony Washland says, is Nebraska recruiting bigger O-linemen now or too early to tell? O-line has killed Nebraska for years. Any opinions on that, Todd? I don't know if they're recruiting bigger ones. I hope they have more athletic ones. Um, you know, you put Nebraska linemen, compared them to Michigan linemen last year, I think we had bigger linemen, but they weren't nearly as athletic as those Michigan linemen were. That's what I hope we see. I could give a rat's ass how big they are. Can they move their feet? Can they block? You know, can they – Can you know, that's what I want to see. Yeah, I think the, the whole idea about big offensive linemen, I mean – there are a lot of big guys out there. I mean, if you go back to FCS Division Two, you could still find guys in the six foot four, six foot three, two hundred ninety, three hundred twenty pound range. It really is about how they move their feet. I mean, you go back to well, it is movement. It's the ability to move laterally. It's a middle. It's the ability to move their feet quickly uh, and maintain leverage when they're blocking and things like that. You know, size. Obviously, a lot of strength has to do with that stuff, but it's not just uh, bench press type strength. It's, again, agility and things like that. So that's where we, we talk about player development. That's where they have – that's where they've screwed up over the last few years is they have linemen, but they haven't been able to move. You know, when Haas is on our other show, I constantly harp on him about pulling, and we haven't seen linemen pull for years. Well, that's why, because they can't move and nobody's coached them up on how to do that stuff. Oh, boy. Uh, they're just big and offensive. Roger Moore says they are just big and offensive. Yes. Yeah. Have you watched? Have you been watching any bowl games? No, I haven't. I have not watched a bowl game yet. Yeah, I haven't had the chance. I, you know, we've had some 
family stuff going on. Well, that's kind of been the way it has been for me too. We spent quite a bit of time. I've been traveling so much. Um, yeah. Yeah. Things will settle down now here for a while, hopefully. Okay. We got national signing day in two days. I, I would expect us to pick up a number. You know, that's always kind of the uh, thing is who's going to, who are some of the people that are on the edge deciding who are some of the people that were after that might, I guess, honestly, off the top of my head, I should have prepared better, but I'm not sure who some of those guys are. Do you, do you know any of the ones that we're looking for on signing day? Like I said, I'm not a recruit, Nick. I just, I think one of the things that would make Nebraska fans really happy is if Malachi Coleman does, does in fact stay. Um, that would be a bit of a victory, I think, for Matt Rule, um, if he can convince him to stick around. Um, you know, who knows? Hopefully, hopefully we see a linebacker or two. Um, you know that that commit. Um, I know that we had a recruit. Uh, was his name Moore? Is that right? Um, ah, oh, Hayden uh, Moore. Hayden Moore decommitted. You know, and obviously right. Ernest Hausman is is going to go to Michigan. Uh, it'd be nice to to bring in. Um, uh, it'd be nice to bring in a couple linebackers. You know, I, I gotta believe that with the early signing period, you know, I think Rule right now is working very hard um, to bring in, you know, some targeted individuals. And then in my mind, um, it's not going to be a full recruiting class. It will not be a full recruiting class that signs in two days. Um, then after the dust clears a little bit, he'll be able to take a look at, okay, who else is out there that hasn't committed? How can we help ourselves maybe with the junior college players and then look much closer at the portal? That's That would be my guess what's going to happen. Okay, Tyler O'Connor says, you don't visit Colorado. Then next week, next day, tweet at rule that you'll be back and not come home would be a real scumbag move. Was was Coleman one of those guys that was in the photo of the Lamborghini or what yeah. with the person? Yeah, was he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm not sure what to think of that other than, okay, I thought it was cheesy. I just, well, you know, I think here's the thing. Here's the cheesiest thing about it. Colorado doesn't even have the money to pay him. So where are they going to have the money to show all this flashy stuff to recruit? So I don't get it. I'll tell you what, but, you know, we need my connection better um, because I'm fully prepared to go on the world's greatest rant about all self-absorbed kids that love to take these pictures of themselves on dress-up day, you know, looking like whatever the hell. I mean, I hate this garbage, but it is the reality of the life that we lead right now being football fans. Um, hey, look at me. Hey, look at me. Hey, look at me. Ah, Jesus. Okay, Joel Tilson. Is power football returning to the Huskers? I think we talked about that a little while ago. Uh, I think the plan for Matt Rule's offense with Satterfield or Sutterfield is going to be, you know, he knows, I think, that he has to be able to run the ball successfully to have a good team at Nebraska, not just because run the, run the damn ball guy wants it, but because I think that's the, just the 
I, I think that's just the nature of what you deal with in today's football. You could spread them out, but you still can have some power running in that. Um, and I guess I go back to Urban Meyer, what he did at Ohio State with his teams, where you know he had a lot of he had a lot of spread and he had a lot of flash, but he also based it all off on uh, you know power running football. So yeah, uh, we'll see some of that. We'll see some of that. Yeah. All right. What 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 else do we got, Todd? We're forty-one minutes in. Well, what do you get? What are you getting for Christmas? I don't know. Um, Coal, again? Probably, probably. You know, can we segue or can we shift? Is it appropriate? Two. Well, just a little something here. Okay. Okay, so. A few years ago, I started uh, twice a week just so I have more balance in my life. And uh, I'm getting at that age where I think I need to be more reflective and thoughtful. And so twice a week, I sit down and I write three things that I'm thankful for. I do that on Monday mornings and I do that on Thursday mornings. First thing I do when I sit down at my desk. And um, I wrote that I was thankful for being alive and watching what I believe is the single greatest athletic event <laughs> that has ever taken place on this planet. And if you weren't watching France and Argentina play that World Cup game, on Sunday, no one here listening tonight is going to live long enough to see anything more incredible than that event, period. Wow. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. You always hope that your stars show up. I don't care if it's basketball, football, baseball. You always hope that your stars show up when the cameras and the lights are the brightest. And that's what happened when Mbappe and Messi, those two guys were absolutely incredible. Um, that was just an amazing, amazing, amazing event. Okay, so there's my segue. Okay. You know what? I, I watched the first half in the, in, at my in-laws out in the country. And then we had kind of a family reunion thing at a community center. So I watched the second half on my phone. But, but I thought it was over. I thought it was two to nothing. France didn't have a single shot on goal until, what, the 70th minute or 75th minute? And then they scored two times in like 90-some seconds, and bam, you had a yeah. game. Yeah, it was, pretty, it was pretty phenomenal to watch the ending of that. And I, uh, Patrick O'Brien we got with Soccer Sucks. Uh, you know, I get it. There's yeah, so do the Irish. <laughs> You're faster than I am tonight. Uh, oops, wait a minute. Todd. Uh, wait a minute. Roger Moore, soccer or chess? Chess has more action. Back, they're swinging hard, Todd. Uh, yeah. Tom DeMay. Tom DeMay, soccer is bad. Wow. 
you guys, you know what I, I think I, and I think I said this last week is I think the world cup to me is watching the, uh, there is so much weeping, you know, among the fans, when you see the fans, they are so emotional about it. And you heard if you were watching the world cup final, that uh, there were people that used up their life savings. Why did that come up? Used up their life savings to go to Qatar to see Lionel Messi play his probably last world cup. So I thought that was, uh, you know, it was it was fun to watch, and it was really soccer really good changes game. the world. It changes the world. The NFL will never change the world. College football doesn't change the world. The World Cup changes the world. Get on board. Be woke. <laughs> oh, did you say be what? Woke. Oh my God, we went there. Uh. Did this all start because I asked you what you're getting for Christmas? No, you asked me if I had anything else, and I said I wanted a segue. But then somebody okay. reminded me. I think Lonnie says segue to what? Well, segue to talk about what the hell Todd wanted to talk about again. Well, that is, that is That's true. what we segue to. Okay. I thought I picked up on somebody's message. Yeah, there was a big okay. question about M -M Nebraska with – Go ahead. What was the question about Los Angeles, L.A. or something like that? I, I missed that. Oh, wait a minute. No. What is this? I think Tom, Tony Weshland says, I hope I'm not butchering that guy's name. I think Nebraska will get one of the L.A. schools as a permanent rival. And I think it will be three plus six plus six. I'm not sure what that means. Iowa will be a rival. Who else? Do you guys have any thoughts on scheduling? Oh, does he mean the three cloth? He's talking – when he says three plus six plus six, is he talking about, like, uh, how the, the new division scheduling is going to look? Yeah, but I don't – I'm not a mathematician. <laughs> I think three plus six plus six would be like – Fifteen uh, flipping football games. We don't play fifteen. I think he means like three crossover rivals yeah, okay. that we maintain permanently, you know, so that we're playing every year. Who, if you if you got three crossover rivals to play every year, who would they be, Todd? In the new world that's going to come in two thousand twenty-four. New world that is Big Ten football. Yeah. Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Okay. So you're not picking one of the LA schools. Why would we want to play them? Because we're close. Because we. That's all no, relative. Because, because, uh, because uh, we, you know, we can go out there and recruit out of the L.A. area. Look, oh, there's sure. two of them now. There's two dogs. And no, I Those think Those are the MK same dogs at the place I'm at. <laughs> there's uh, – MK asked earlier – uh, does the dog have a soccer take? I don't think they – you know, I think the one dog has a soccer take because she has some kind of toy she keeps wanting to stream me to throw around. So she's probably – I'm guessing that she's a, an, an Argentina fan. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, You know, it, it, it sounds right. to me – with, with bringing those two schools in, it sounds to me like – Nebraska, in all likelihood, is going to that core group. You know, was it four or five schools are probably going to play annually, and then, you know, right, play 
the other teams every so often. It wouldn't be the worst thing to fly out to L.A. and watch a football game in November. Right. Okay. We're probably not going to make it to an hour just because uh, I'm getting exhausted. I went out today with my brother from Texas in the, I think it was like 17-degree weather, and we flew a drone around my hometown, and we shot footage of uh, my hometown in the air. It was very interesting. Um, he learned how to use his, his actually very, rather expensive drone, and I, I watched him. Uh, I, here's the thing. I haven't done any videos. We haven't, I haven't done any of my own videos, for, I think, for the last two weeks. Uh, I am trying to get some better camera gear in order. And during the off season, I think that I'm going to try to do some storytelling. And by that, I mean probably do more in-depth videos about Nebraska history rather than just doing current events because I, I guess, you know, I don't mind responding to, like, recruiting stuff and I don't mind talking about, uh, you know, what's going on with the current football game or team. But I do think there's a lot of stuff about Nebraska football history that uh, people just don't cover, we don't talk about. And I'm not talking about the 90s, unless you're talking about the 1890s, which is where I might really actually try to go kind of first. But that's kind of the plan going forward. We're going to continue to do Monday night shows, right, Todd? Yep. And uh, I don't know if, you know, we're going to probably – I quit early just because um, uh, it's a little exhausting traveling and not sleeping in your own bed. <laughs> and what else did I have to say? I guess what, what I started you? with, what I started the show with, which is, you know, we really appreciate you guys uh, supporting the channel, supporting us, and, you know, helping us stay together, uh, all together in all kinds of weathers, Nebraska fans. Uh, even in this postseason and, and moving on and trying to come up with content that you guys enjoy. Um, you know, I, have a, I do know what I want for Christmas. And What do you want for Christmas? Well, well, here's what I want for Christmas. I want John and I, we're going to spend a little time. We had a question earlier about baseball. Somebody brought this up, you know, a few weeks ago. Um, you know, it's, it's great to see see people, you know, join us here and, you know, there are a number of regulars follow, you know, the other podcast and, and follow Corn Nation, reading the articles and that type of thing in on the threads. But um, a goal of ours is during the baseball season, we're going to get John to come down from Minnesota and we're going to try to pull together some of the Corn Nation staff and have a get together at one of the baseball games. So my present is I get things lined up, organized so that we can, you know, set a date, publicize it, um, and pull some of you folks together so that you can meet this hairy son of us from the great north and uh, uh, experience a little bit of him firsthand and um, maybe meet some of the other folks that uh, write about Nebraska and, and uh, so that we can all of you, um, you know, I've, I've, lived this Zoom life for the last three years, and I'm sick and tired of developing friendships looking at a damn screen. And there are a lot of you people I would thoroughly like, thoroughly enjoy uh, being able to, you know, drink beer and talk Nebraska sports, especially football and baseball. So we're going to work hard 
hard to find a, a date that we can have a coronation gathering at uh, Haymarket Park and watch some baseball. That's my Christmas gift. Okay, Greg, the, the, the next live show is going to be Monday night or Wednesday night, and you might need to help Greg, Todd, because I am going to try to, I think, get back to Minnesota on Wednesday, and it looks like, uh, the I don't know, the worst storm in the history of mankind is going to come through. Uh, with It's going to be like negative 85,000 degrees. <laughs> and you know, well, and you know, that what the hell is with Iowa? What the hell is with Iowa and their roads? You know, I still am one of them. And, uh, yeah, I, well, here's something kind of funny. I was reading Twitter today, and some guy from Iowa that calls himself Fullback U was just ripping, ripping, ripping this Proctor kid from Iowa that committed to Iowa. He's a high school player from Iowa, five-star, just ripping this kid's ass because now he's visited Alabama. And, you know, Iowa sucks every day. And why would you and I, why would you and I expect any different? You know, we, we're not just that. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm going to go. See you, John. I guess. Yeah. You know, Merry Christmas, Todd. Good night. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to all of you that are joining us tonight. Good night, John. Good night, Todd.